Peter Hill Explains, where I invite you to join the science teaching conversation with me about angular momentum spin of protons, neutrons, hadrons, and trying to make it up. So the angular momentum of an electron, a proton, and a neutron is all uh, h bar on two. It's got a, a vector, it's a vector quantity, and but the vector is in a dimensional space, a one-dimensional space. So it can either be plus or minus. It can't move in any other direction, and that's uh, part of an SU2 space. Very interesting, and it takes it's, as a quantum physicist. Uh, this uh, angular momentum is all to do with spin. It's all to do with magnetic field. Um, uh, so the, the most important point, point is that uh, the word spin was the closest comprehensible point to something which is incomprehensible. So an electron is not like a ball, a basketball, a Harlan Trobe, ball or the earth, the sun or anything else which spins around, it actually doesn't spin in our space. It's from a, a higher dimension a spin there and it's a fundamental particle. So fundamental for a car is a complex a particle, it's called an elementary, I think fundamental is a better word for uh, an elementary or fundamental particle. It, um, so if I had, say, one of the famous pictures of the tornado um, aircraft and it shows buckets and buckets of bombs and, and bits and pieces out of it, uh, and then you could, you could have that spreadsheet and then you could have another sh uh, part sheet for the bomb and another part sheet for the bits of the bomb and, and go right down. But when you come down to... A, the keep on going down to the part sheet of the atom, you start to get things called elementary particles. And these are things which just are, but they have no mechanism for it. So uh, a laser gather bomb has a detection system, it's got a whole system, it's got all parts which operate. But an elementary particle has no parts to it. So an electron is an elementary particle. It's got no parts to it. So it's got the property of a spinning top in that it, it, it can't turn to the side, like a gyroscope can't move over. In fact, it can't move over at all. It can't slow down because there's no parts in it to slow down. There's actually no rotation in it. It's got the fundamental property of rotation. So as the universe stopped rotating, the actual components of it actually rotated down, it planks onto h-bar, onto to be more exact, so the h-pi, h I suppose, might be, would you do uh, h-bar, oh no, h-pi on 4 would be the actual quantity, h-bar on 2, and um, that, that uh, property is its rotation property. Now, uh, I sort of said, well, if this is really true, and I went out and built an Einstein pendulum. So this is one step. So this is in cognitive rehab. I've sort of brain 
like hit the reset button and your your brain is rebuilding from from scratch and you say well I want to do electronics I'm going to do this one and this is the most important experiment to do it will take six years for, easily for for me to actually measure the magnetic field and so eventually I solved these little things and I could actually see the spin. I could flip the spin in this this ceramic bar and get the bar to oscillate. So this spin is fundamental oscillation. It's fundamental oscillation of the universe. There is actually nothing spinning in it. Yeah, there is. It's got spin. You're watching it. It's the magic. It's like a ghost spin. You know. So fundamental spin. It's really important to go in. And then you come across to the neutron and proton and um, so, so if you can imagine a neutron and proton are in the center of the atom and the neutron and proton have spin and they've also got magnetic field the proton's got a, a, a bigger magnetic field and the uh, neutron's a smaller magnetic field but it's still got the same spin and um, there are these these factors that the sky is a globe with 21 centimeter radiation of all the hydrogen which is recently heated up and cooled down once it cools down half of it, spin, uh, it goes at the spin of the electron magnetic field of the electron and the magnetic field of the proton and it's not due to them moving they have this intrinsic elementary magnetic field a counter-aligned and it will emit over hundred thousand years it will start to glow it will it's all just pick this light and so our galaxy is awash with 21 centimeter radiation and so to the average joe well, bloody that's a scientist measures a pig in the park what does that mean uh you, you getting that, that thing to oscillate uh if that oscillated um, that's not important. Why is that important? Uh, because it is important. Someone else would know that it was important, and you'd be famous. This type of stuff. And so, th these people use uh, um, social connection as a proxy for understanding, or they use. Yeah, they do use social connection as a proxy for understanding. And they have proxy understanding, which is, is, is not real understanding, and so they, they have no real feeling. Because they've never understood, they've got no feeling. The difference between real understanding and proxy understanding, well, whatever it is. Uh, so the proton and neutron have spin as well. So a spin has these following properties. A spin is a unit of angular momentum. Its spin is that of a... Um, spinning disc, a wheel on a bike, uh, a gramophone record, a hard disc, all these things have, have spins, it's rotating, it's got angular momentum and, and torque moving across and uh, it's got a whole lot of features to say about spin up and spin down doubles the number of elements in the periodic table or yeah it means that the periodic table is 2, 14, 10, 6, you know, in terms of the blocks there. They're all even, even numbers, uh, numbers that's 
really goes in into it. But the proton and the neutron are not fundamental particles. They're made up of three quarks. And uh, going up at three quarks, each quark has a spin of a half. So you can sort of see like that. But then you come up to a problem. As you go to study, now remember that I'm studying this for rehab. And I'm not studying it for school or to impress people or to see someone else. I'm studying it to understand it. And I'm podcasting as well at the same time. So I'm studying it this up. And you say, well, I can see that if these spins were um, tied to each other in a way that we could understand, I could then add the half spin that the... the now, the thing is that the electron is very light, but it's still got the same spin as a proton. And they're, they're not sitting around. So this is a fundamental sort of granularity of spin that you can have. So a proton has three components with spin half, and that adds up to a half. So it could be plus a half, minus a half, plus a half. But if that was in an atom, I could have something called... I'd, I'd have spin splitting. I'd have different states which could go with it. So, so, I, so how does something fundamental uh, or, or composite, complex have something a fundamental property? Now, it so it turns out that as far as the magnetic field goes, which is a proxy for the spin, there you go, proxy again, it it doesn't add up, it shows that something's more complex. So in a proton, it's got a strong magnetic field, but you can't work it out from the magnetic field of quarks. So something's more complex. And then for a neutron, it's got a weaker magnetic field, but points the opposite direction. Okay, I, I can accept that. I can work that out for the extra spin. So the, uh, a neutron can flip, but it will flip the opposite way in a strong way. So I sort of can understand that. And how can how can a, uh, a quark, how can a, a neutron or a proton without these components in it, how come they don't have energy levels? So, so like a hydrogen atom is just, you could say it's two fundamental particles. It's got two, two components on that. And two components produces a spectrum. And the answer is, you, you do get a spectra of uh, protons and neutrons. You can't get a spectra of electrons. You can actually get them to go up through their SU6 symmetry to go up there. I suppose SU2 symmetry, I suppose, might be the way to go. So you can get the um, muon and the tau, tau electrons, which, which are, are bigger states. They're excited states, but within, they're not necessarily connected states. They're in different dimensions. So I don't, I don't quite understand how, how, I don't know whether you could do an energy level diagram, but for a proton and a neutron, you can definitely do that. Now, uh, you can actually um, produce an excited proton, an excited neutron, and they're called deltas. They're, these are big, big, heavy things where the quarks 
have their quark numbers aligned as opposed to their, their isospins aligned. Isospins is a separate thing. Iso means the same as spin, and spin means a bit like a top. So it's a bit like a top, a bit like the, t the maths of it, sort of very, very vague, um, uh, vague way of going through. So, uh, so what's what's going on here, and how come I can't have a proton with a spin two thirds, and if this spin uh, of one quark has to be coupled to the other, has to be coupled to the other, how? Does that happen? How come if they're coupled, I, I just couldn't work it out. Yeah, I just couldn't work it out until I began to dig a bit deeper. Um, and this is from my 19, I suppose, 80s knowledge. How old is that? That's 30 years old. And in the meantime, we found some extra stuff out. But a lot of the people writing the articles now in Wikipedia and stuff like that, and textbooks have been brought up in the 1980s, so they haven't picked up the new things. So a proton and a neutron are not just three quarks. They're three quarks, three valence quarks. So this is um, from everything that's in the proton and neutrons. Three quarks are about 10% of it, and the other 90% are other stuff and uh, gluons, and uh, something called sea quarks. I love that, sea quark. Oh, oh, oh. That's S-E-A. There's an ocean of virtual particles in there. And uh, the gluons have spin zero, so that's... that's. But the sea quarks have a spin, and uh, uh, this... These seed quarks, um, so what happens is that the spins of the quarks point in funny directions and they only add a tiny amount to the actual spin, about 10% of the spin, and the rest of the spin is from these virtual quarks. And that's, and that's something that's been calculated with the supercomputer. And uh, so a proton has a pseudo-elementary property of spin a half. It's got elementary properties of charge, elementary properties, so it doesn't have elementary properties, it has composite properties. And these composite properties uh, can be elementary simple or elementary complex. It has an elementary synthesized spin of hundreds of particles all going on, on stochastically, I suppose you'd say, they all, you know, so I've, I've got a hundred, uh, like a tub, and a tub of spin in there, it's like it's all average, but it's just a little bit over a half, so it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a complex thing. Now, the, the story here is that a proton has spin a half. Spin a half cannot be uh, although it's tempting to actually explain it by quarks and a half spin, the half spin of quarks, which I do, each quark has a half spin, red, blue, green quarks have a half spin, it's tempting to do it. But to do it, you require a simple 
if it's got a half spin, you then say, therefore say the actual quarks themselves have a strong coupling. The answer is that experimentally, no, they don't have a strong coupling, but no, they're not the main, main thing in a proton. The quarks are not the main thing in the proton. They're the things which power bring in the other particles into existence, the gluons and the C quarks, which is um, a group of quark-antiquark pair in the energy, energy there. That brings it in, and then uh, the, the uh, quark-antiquark can have a net spin. They, they can have a net spin. So those little spin things all come out, and so you can imagine this incredibly complex thing that produces a half. So you can imagine a book of algebra, and what's the answer to the last page? A half. And it would, and so it looks, this whole thick book with the answer half is the same as the little comic drawing, a half. But the fact that there's a half doesn't mean that what is said is right. And I think that's a, a fundamental uh, thing that uh, people say, look, I, I have this comic book drawing, a comic book drawing of the atom, and it explains something, therefore it is all right. And this is this, this complex thing. It's uh, something that you, you learn, that uh, you, as toddlers, you get your little kitchen set and you imitate mum and dad. And um, the fact that you can, say, make a cup of cordial doesn't mean you can cook. It doesn't, doesn't mean that, that that goes there. And so, so similar here, although I have a simple model which looks as though it could get the answer very easily with a bit of tweaking, I need more, I need a supercomputer to go through, and that's nature, unfortunately, is beyond our comprehension. We can understand, understand it by doing enough maths, enough thing, and we can build our understanding through things that we can comprehend. So we can only understand things through a series of things which we comprehend. But those things that we comprehend are, are not, do not correspond to what we eventually understand. That's a, a complex thing. So, in summary, a proton and a neutron have a spin of half. The spin of half comes from its three quarks, gluons, and a sea of virtual uh, quarks, paired quarks which add up in this enormously complicated way and come out with a half. So a, an electron is a fundamental half, that's spin, spin of a half, and a proton and neutron have a spin of a half, but a proton and a neutron does, does not share the same magnetic field generated by a, um, uh, by a charge or anything like that. And the reason is so, so that's the signature. If it did have, it would be the comic book is, is correct. Because it doesn't, it eventually needs a supercomputer to go across. That is, enough factors beyond human comprehension. And uh, if you say, come kiddies, come into my, heart, my class, I want to explain everything to it so you can understand. Well... You can't, because you can only understand things through 
you comprehend, but you cannot comprehend that directly. You can comprehend a whole series of steps which allows you to build a path of understanding in behind it. So I hope that's, that's made sense. For me, it's been a, a fantastic journey for me recently, just quietly reading through Wikipedia articles on unitary matrices, isotropes, I'm sorry, is, isospin, um, baryons, hadrons, um, gluons, quarks, all that type of stuff, and slowly, slowly getting through and understanding. So thanks, thanks a lot for listening, and I'll just continue working on it. another story comes to a close. It's been a pleasure sharing this moment in time with you. May you discover truly amazing things, understand them and tell others. Thanks for listening.